Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. and welcome to the Creative Exponent. And we have another guest here today. I'm excited to introduce you to Chloe McIntosh. If you don't know her, you will want to. As I mean, that's true of everyone we have on. You just yep. are going to want to know them. Uh, but she is known as Boxwood Avenue on Instagram. So you may follow her or you may follow her goat Butternut. <laughs> Butternut has her own fan club. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that. <laughs> Butternut's one of her goats. (laughs) So we want to talk to Chloe today. First of all, she's got this fantastic life that we just want to hear about. Well, very interesting. She does like a lot of things that don't like she coaches cheerleading. (laughs) She lives on a ranch and she does interior design. So we want to hear how all of those pieces fit together and how she kind of ended up in that place. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we're going to talk a bit about her creative journey as well. So thanks for coming on, Chloe. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. When I saw you were doing a podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, I would just be so honored to be on the podcast and share my journey. And I'm really passionate about helping um, other creatives grow their businesses. So I think anytime we can come together and share our experiences, it's always helpful, whether we're brand new and in the creative industry or even 10 years, 15 years. Mm -hmm. I think we can always learn from each other. Yeah, totally. And you are really generous with what you've learned. You've shared a lot of like courses and a lot of, you share a lot of tips on your blog and on your Instagram. I've really, I always enjoy that in creatives when not only are they doing their own thing and doing it well, but they take the time also to encourage others and share what they've learned. I, I really enjoy that about you. I think that in now, you know, there are so many blogs and so many people sharing that if you're not providing that really valuable content of what others aren't sharing, then you're not as, um, you know, you're not providing as much value as everybody else. So I think it's a way to stand out and really help people. Sure. Well, tell us about, so how did you end up on a ranch? Because right. you didn't start out as like a rancher's daughter or anything. No. Right? I'm assuming it was a man, right? Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> when I was in, actually, I was in high school. It was my senior year of high school. Wow. I met a boy. <laughs> and uh, then the rest is history. Um, so we started going to college together. Actually, we moved in together. I was 17. I was almost 18. Oh. And I, looking back, I'm like, who let us do this? <laughs> right. What were my parents? Where were my parents? Um, but no, I mean, my I, my my mom and dad are split, so I come from you know my parents just weren't married, and and mm-hmm. high school's a tough time, anyways. But anyway, so I met I met Greg, who's now my husband, and uh, we started going to college together in Reno, Nevada, where we're both from, okay. and. I was basically going to college for both of us. <laughs> like, I was, I was doing everybody's homework, and then he would show up and take the tests. But he was never into school. He really mm-hmm. just wasn't his thing. And then once our classes, we had different majors. I majored in marketing, and he majored in like ag business or something. And so once our classes divided, and I couldn't really help him anymore, he was like, "Screw this! This oh, is wow. really hard." I'm not- Um, And so his family has had this ranch, which is about two hours out of Reno. Uh, So we're fifth generation to run it. 
and he, but he had never worked up here before. So when wow. he, he came home, it was, it was finals week. It was time to sign up for next semester's classes. It was going to be his senior year. He said, you know, I'm just not, I don't think I'm going to sign up for classes next year. There's no yeah. point in taking my finals. <laughs> I was like, wow. uh, so you're telling me I've done all this homework for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what about our degree? <laughs> yeah. um, so then I thought, well, I think I, I still had a year left of school. Yeah. And I thought, well, he can go, you know, live out his dream, whatever fantasy he thinks this is going to be <laughs> on his family's cattle ranch that he's vacationed at and never worked or anything. <laughs> and um, I'll finish school. This so, is a great story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so about a year later, he was, he was kind of commuting back and forth. And I mean, he had never ridden a horse before. So if you can imagine just wow. the city boy going up to a, a ranch and all of these cowboys that have worked here and they put him on like the kid's horse and right. <laughs> like trotting around, <laughs> learning how to ride, learning how to build a fence and learning what a cow, I mean, now you don't call just a, a cow, a cow, a cow is a female cow. Then we've got steers and bulls. Yeah. And so now, you know, we, we know the whole terminology, but anyways, so about a year in, um, once I graduated college, I didn't really have any plans and he was really enjoying it. So I thought, well, here goes nothing. Yeah. And um, <laughs> at that time, actually, this is the story I wanted to share with you. So I was in college, I had an Etsy shop and I was sewing pillows. So like on the mm -hmm. side of yeah. having, <laughs> doing two, two course loads, I had this Etsy shop and it was called Pearls and Petty Fours. I mean, I was like 19, oh funny. <laughs> yes. but I was sewing these little grain sack pillows and Marion, I had reached, I had emailed you, I followed your blog and I said, can I send you a pillow? And you said, yes. And I mean, you have probably do not remember this, but it meant so much to me, that act of kindness. And it really, it, it inspired me to keep going. So like that, that has stuck with me for a really long time. Man. Oh, how yeah. fun. I was like, as you're telling this story, I'm like, please, I hope I said yes. I hope <laughs> it wasn't like I thought I've had a bad I night. I, <laughs> I overcome well, the dream dasher. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, I now know you can't say yes to everything, right? We get approached by so many different people and you want to be as supportive as you can. And, and it, yeah. it just, it meant a lot. So thank you. Was it the like pig hash pillow? Was it that one or? Maybe a, it, it had like know. little okay. vintage prints on it. You know, it was before a, like big companies started carrying those types of pillows. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, you know, the sketch type graphics yeah. on the pillows. So. Yeah. Oh, how cool. Well, so, so then you came, you joined him on the ranch and then it's just like, that's become your life now. You guys embraced it and decided to stay. Yeah, I think what one thing that I realized when I moved up here, and I don't know if it's just getting a little bit, I'm not getting older, but <laughs> maturing, um, is just that when I lived in Reno, I cared so much more about things and perception and um, materialism and that type of thing. And moving up here, you just realize that none of it matters. Mm -hmm. I mean, up here, people don't care what kind of car you drive, what kind of clothes you wear. Yeah. They care if your dog gets out, if you're going to go help them get their dog back in or their cows back yeah. in or something. <laughs> so um, I really liked the the simpler way of, of life up here. And it was really refreshing to me. It almost felt like I kind of had a fresh start on life. 
Yeah. Um, so I yeah. really, really liked that. And uh, I just embraced it and, and started learning about cattle. <laughs> so now I can go out to a branding and I can go move cows. And um, I don't as much in the past, probably six to eight months because my design business has really picked up, but yeah. it was a, it's been a lot of fun this whole journey. But you're the goat lady. You're kind of, I think a lot of people follow you because they love your goats. Um, so you take them out on walks with you every day and you keep a garden. You've got, you've got chickens too, right? I'm pretty. The garden this year has been a little touchy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a touchy subject. But, All right, uh, we'll skip the garden right we now. Had a, we had a grasshopper uh, infestation that really oh. got to my garden. I'm blaming the grasshoppers really. I, yes. I mean. Yeah, a little bit of my own doing too. But no, I, I have the goats. And when we moved up here, I told Greg, my husband, I said, okay, I'm going to move up there. But here's the deal. We, I have to still be able to travel. I can't be stuck up in this little tiny corner of California that nobody knows about and not be able yeah. to travel. And I have to get goats. And so yeah. uh, like a year in or maybe six to eight months in, I got goats and I love them so much. Oh <laughs> my, my goodness. I, got, I go to counseling and therapy and my mm. therapist was like, well, what do you do for you? And I said, oh, well, I, <laughs> I go out and I sit with my goats. And yeah. she said, well, that is the first time I've ever heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I grew up with goats at my house. I, I, love, I love a goat. They're so sweet. I love my so goats so much. And they all have their own personalities. Mm -hmm. yeah, Butternut is a crowd favorite, but she's actually quite sassy. Yeah. 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 She's, they she's often are. <laughs> they often now see, are. I, I used to farm sit at like when I, um, my husband was working on a degree and we were living in his parents' basement. So it was like any opportunity to like, do something different than being in the basement we would do. So we did a lot of house sitting yeah. and we did farm sitting. And one of the farms we um, would sit at had goats and I hated the goats. <laughs> I hated them. I'd go I feed them buy. and they'd be all up around me and butting me and everything. And I'm just like, ah, get away. Oh yeah. I have one truffle. Not that this is a goat podcast, but one, my right. she is like that. I'm like truffles. You need to have some self-respect here. Calm right. down. Yeah, this is like they were all, and they were, I guess, a bigger breed. So uh -huh. I was really outmatched, but um, I loved like watching them, but not going in to feed them was rough. But anyway, um, so what I find really fascinating, well, first of all, when you moved to this house, you, so you've been redoing kind of an old um, ranch house. Yes. For lack of a better name, that's, that's been there and you've done a beautiful job with mm -hmm. it. Thank you. Um, it just have put your own stamp on it. Do you want to tell us? So what was that like? Now it's like, not only are you moving to a ranch, but you're moving to this house. Like, oh, did you see potential in it right away? Yeah. Or? Yes, we did. But we lived in it for about two years before we had renovated it. And when I moved in, so Greg had been living up here for um, a year ish with a, a mm -hmm. buddy. One of his friends had come up and was the a mechanic on the ranch. I'm just thinking, Oh my goodness, <laughs> these two boys, they have no idea what they're doing. Hmm. But, um, it was this really old, it was built in 1963 and it had the wood paneling, like this whole room was all wood paneling and mm. um, linoleum and those fluorescent light boxes, you know what I mean? And um, the, I think right when we moved up, I came up and I started cleaning and I noticed all these little droppings all mm. over the, the place. Oh. And I said, Greg, 
what is this? You guys have my, a mice infestation. He goes, oh, those are crumbs. I said, those are not crumbs. No. <laughs> well, they weren't mice. They had rats, all these oh. rat, pack rats in uh, all around this house. We still find them. There were carpet beetles. There were snakes. There were ground squirrels. We had ground squirrels in the house. I mean, it oh was gosh. a disaster. Um, so about Oh, a year or two into gosh. it, we renovated it, and I was very happy to have it renovated to oh, save me. Oh, I know you were. Yeah. Greg must be like the catch of a lifetime. For all- <laughs> right. He goes, Everything that you've done. He said, I know, Chloe's really lucky, isn't she? <laughs> well, what it does tell you is he, he's got to be super laid back. There's that. Yeah. He's not maybe super high maintenance, so that's nice. <laughs> man uh, so oh, yeah my we, goodness. we renovated the house it was actually his grandparents house and um there was a lot of the furniture in the house that we still mm-hmm. use like my in my entryway and things um but I don't know I some people my dad says I if you would have bet me a billion dollars that at, at 16 17 that this would be your life he said I would have bet against it and I would have lost yeah. that money but yeah. I just kind of thought well I didn't have any other plans yeah, so I yeah. Just kind of took it for what it was. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, how did the design work um, start? So, your degrees in marketing, and had you always kind of been into design? And then, how did that unfold? Not necessarily. Um, I I always liked design, um, and so we started to do our house, and then um, it got featured by a couple magazines, and mm-hmm. then uh, we had to do a casting call for something that didn't end up going forward but when we did the casting call in Reno um we had a couple of clients that didn't get picked for what we were doing and then after we got done with that then we took on those clients and then it sort of has snowballed from there Um, and I've really enjoyed it I really like it and I just kind of balance so we have um Boxwood Avenue so from curls and pedicures when I was sewing pillows Mm -hmm. um we transitioned to Boxwood Avenue and I named it Boxwood Avenue because I thought like boxwoods are this really classic kind of organic, natural, um, green and white sort of inspired mm-hmm. um, plant, right? And so I always wanted to have a shop and a brand around that, that really symbolized home and garden and nature because I found that when I moved up here, those are really fulfilling things, just kind of getting back yeah. in touch with nature and, and bringing that into the home. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, I started the blog, though, because I knew I couldn't just start a shop without a brand. <laughs> so yeah. I started to grow the brand through a blog and through an online presence. And then the blog has, is really the bigger part of our, of our brand right now. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. the, then we opened up the shop two years ago, and it's just online. But we are opening up a little brick and mortar in April in Reno in a design oh, studio. Cool. Oh, that's oh, exciting. Fun. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, I'm really, I mean, I'm scared as heck, but oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also really excited. I figured, you know, I've, I've always wanted the shop. That was yeah. why I started the blog and, and the really great opportunity was presented with a great location. And I thought if I, if I fail, I lose some money, but I'm going right. to know that I tried to do everything I that's could right. to live my dream. Yeah. That's awesome. I can totally relate to that. Totally. Right. I was thinking about you. 
Yes, that's great. And I, you know, I told Marion back before, and she references this a lot, that before I opened the store, you know, I built, I built the blog first and then, and then opened a store. And I remember telling her one day on the phone, you know, I just figure if I fail, I've just got a lot of home decor, you know, (laughs) that's, and you know, when I decided to close it, um, it was still doing well, not as well probably as it did in like year two or three and four, but you know, it was just time. It was time to close it. And, uh, and that's exactly what happened. I had a whole lot of home decor yeah. left. A lot of Christmas <laughs> gifts. Yeah. yeah. She was showing me this pile of pillows oh, that it was like, <laughs> it was like, how do I get rid of all of these oh, pillows? I mean, there's 40, you know, and I, yeah. Giveaways. Yeah, right. Yep. Exactly. So that's, congratulations. That's exciting. Thank you. I am what really cool nervous, um, but I'm just going to do everything I can to make it work. I have a great store manager lined up. So you might be wondering, like, how are you going to run a shop and live? So a great store manager that uh, reached out to me. I actually went to high school with her. And then she she studied brand management. So she's Mm -hmm. great. She gets my brand and my vision. And she reached out to me and said, hey, I know you're doing the shop. Are you going to need a store manager? And I thought, if I, people have told me from people that I've interviewed that staffing mm-hmm. is really probably the hardest, the, the biggest pain point in yes, having ma'am. like a brick and mortar. <laughs> and so when she reached out to me, that, that made me feel a lot more comfortable just having yeah. her, her presence there. Yeah. And, um, and I, I'm down in Reno so often with my design work that uh, I think it's, it's going to be fine. And I hope that next year I don't look back and think, oh gosh, what was I thinking? <laughs> well, but you know, like but you, you know, said, that's okay. It's a calculated yeah. risk. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it'll be okay. If that's what you do, then you'll say, you know what? I tried it. I, like you said, I pursued something I was really passionate about and a dream yeah. of mine. And this is what happened. And what's next? <laughs> if exactly. that's how it goes, you know? So yeah. And one thing I think we all know in the creative industry, you have to be so adaptable because things change so quickly. Um, And I really think that having these different uh, revenue streams has helped Mm -hmm. me navigate right now the current situation that we're in um, by having the blog and the photographer retreats and the design business and the shop. So we kind of have to spread our fingers out to not be so reliant on one thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's very smart. Definitely. We we're big proponents of mm-hmm. diversity and, um, mm-hmm. and also just seasons of business. So, yeah. you know, this, you might find this season of owning a shop and design studio is, is a long season or it's mm-hmm. just, you know, a couple years. And then yeah. when it, you know, when, and if it stops serving you, then, yeah. then you move on to the next thing. I think in business, we regret we have greater regret for the things that we don't do than the things that we do that didn't work out. I think that's what I've found anyway with not only with myself, but with other entrepreneurs that I've talked to. So good for you for just, you know, going for it. And are you still going to sell online because you do have an awesome offering online? We will continue to sell online and hopefully expand the inventory right now. I'm shipping everything and blogging and designing and, you know, doing all the things. (laughs) And like after this, I have to, I have some orders I need to go get out. Um, But I think once we are able to move our inventory down to Reno which is more of a hub than where I am. Um, And I have somebody there doing that. We will also be able to offer furniture sales and and things like that. So we can Mm -hmm. grow the inventory a little bit and have some more antiques and that good stuff. 
Yeah. That's so fun. It is. Yeah. I, yeah you've got to get to where you're not. Now I'm like stepping into coaching world where you're not shipping. Man, what a, what a monster. How does that I, feel? How does yes, it feel? So it feels amazing. <laughs> it's going to change your life. It yes. really will. It's crazy. We spent, my aunt and uncle were up visiting this week and we spent <sighs> all day on whatever day. I lose track of the days, but earlier Man. this week, all day shipping orders. And I take it yeah. down to the post office and people are like, you're shipping that? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta mm-hmm. get a little help. That'll yeah. be that'll be great. It'll be really nice. Man, so well, how did the blog I'm just jumping in and asking a random question. Go for it. How did so you started the blog after you after you moved, right? After you're in mm-hmm. the house. I mean, because I'm I'm sort of new to your brand. So that's that's you can kind of treat me like the person who knows almost nothing other than you got beautiful goats and beautiful photography and a beautiful <laughs> Thank home. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. Um, so it, it began and then you opened the online shop. That's sort of how it progressed. Well, yes and no. I, so, oh gosh, I mean, I'm just an entrepreneur, you know, yeah. in, co- in college and in <laughs> sewing pillows in between right. studying flashcards. Right. Uh, I remember we were going to a Beyonce concert and I'm like, hang on guys, we can't leave for the airport yet. I've got five orders. I've got to package up. <laughs> so we were flying down to Las Vegas. Yeah. And my Beyonce girl- can wait. Yeah, Beyonce can wait. <laughs> so my girlfriends are helping me and everything. But um, no, when we moved up here, I had sort of phased out the pillows. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, I followed um, Kim Demon from, um, gosh, what's her blog called? Uh, today's creative life, you may know. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So um, anyways, I had followed her for a long time and I thought there's people that have these blogs, right? I'm (laughs) sewing these pillows. I'm not making really that much money off of these pillows. There's gotta be a better way to make money. And I knew that people had things called blogs and they could make money off of them. So I thought, well, what if I teach people how to make the pillows and I can sell the fabric and, you know, you make a commission or whatever. I didn't know what affiliate mm-hmm. links were or partnerships yeah. or anything, but I knew that there was potential there. So I thought I'll just teach people how to make these pillows. Cause I never want to sew another pillow in my life, which is funny <laughs> because this week I was sewing pillows. We're starting to add pillows back into the shop. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was cracking up, but when, so when we moved up and then I also was selling ribbon because, mm-hmm. um, May Arts Ribbon was like the only yeah. place that I could get uh, a wholesale cost without a resale certificate because at that point yeah. I didn't have a resale certificate or anything. I didn't even know what that was. So I'm yeah. selling ribbons and pillows and like doing okay. And then when I get married, um, I, I of course couldn't buy anything. I have to make everything because that's just how I am. Yeah. And so we wanted, I wanted some stamps for, um, for our address, like return address stamps. Mm -hmm. And so instead of buying one, I thought, oh, I'll design one and I'll have it made. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, oh, it would be so cute to do this for jam jars. Oh, it would be so cute to do this for all these other things. And so I started offering those on my Etsy shop and I started making these egg stamps. And Mm -hmm. I had seen this done before where you could stamp an egg with like a little chicken or something. Uh And and it was so super cute. Um, Like actually stamp, physically stamp the egg. Mm-hmm. And, um, I thought, well, what if we customize it and we can give these as little gifts from our chickens to people for the wedding. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I started doing that, I mean, it got picked up by country living as soon as I niched so cool. down yeah. from selling all of these, uh, kind of broad range items. As soon as I got in my niche, it just yeah. took off. And mm-hmm. I mean, I still sell the egg stamps, but I would love to not <laughs> sell the <laughs> egg stamps anymore. <laughs> Um, but it was a really valuable lesson. And I think for any entrepreneur listening that 
idea had got, I thought, gosh, there are people that make money on Etsy. There's got to be a way to really be successful on Etsy or in a blog or whatever. And it went over my head for a long time, but it was there. And then one day I just thought, oh, duh. And as soon as I I realized it and started just running with that, it took off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so funny how that works differently for different people. You know, some brands, the broader they get, like I think about Marion in that mm-hmm. in that way. I think the broader she got, the more successful she got. Not that she was not intentional and there's not serious curation, but, you know, and then for you, it was just sort of that niching down and making it really, really intentional around that one area. So it's just funny to me how it can be one, one or the other. The there's other. no right. Yeah, there's no right. That's why we say a lot. We don't want to say there's not certain paths to success or certain mentalities that help or, you know, that kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. it's maybe a little misleading to say like, here's the formula for success and for growth. And, you know, and so for you, because I know for me, I think I would, I don't know. I I think I did probably the same um, as Marion, only it wound up looking differently, you know? Um, So it's just, I don't know. It's interesting to me how differently, you know, I don't know, success finds I think each of us. the key, at least in, in what I've found, and maybe this is my opinion, but the key is to have that intention behind it and know, yeah. know your story and what mm-hmm. story you're trying to tell, whether that's abroad or, or yeah. boiled down. And I think as soon as I realized, um, because, so I was on Instagram when I first started at that time, I was sharing, you know, pictures of my coffee cup with the lipstick and, and doing yeah. like the fashion blogger or the, yeah. what I was seeing other people do. And one of my yeah. friends said, Chloe, you live on a, a ranch. Why don't you share a, a picture of the horses or something? And I thought, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. No one's going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> and why would I share a picture of a horse? And then um, I did, and it did way better. You know, I saw yeah. better meaning just more engagement and, and, people mm-hmm. connecting with it a little bit better. And so I thought, huh, maybe she's onto something. And yeah. as soon as I started going that direction where I just telling the story and c- connecting with people, I think that connection is really yeah. key. Uh, I saw my yeah. brand start to really grow. Yeah. And it awesome. is be- guys, her, oh, where yeah. she lives, it's just like, it's ridiculous. It's, it's beautiful. So be- it's Thank so you. beautiful. And, um, her photography is beautiful, which we wanted to talk about that just your, your journey yeah. in photography. Cause you had mentioned that in one of our conversations, how, um, and I think you were just kind of touching on it, how you were sort of sharing photos and a photography style that you felt was what you right should yeah. share. Yeah, it was right. And then you started to find your own voice. So do you want to share what that process was like kind of breaking free from that was it just that conversation of somebody saying why don't you show actually what's happening in your life or was it more of a process I think definitely it was more of a process I I had so Greg had had this camera was a Nikon camera that his parents got him or I think we went on a vacation in Alaska or something like that. And his <laughs> parents got him this camera. And so then I started photographing my pillows and I made like a duvet cover. And looking back, 
Oh my goodness. Those photos are so bad, but you have to start somewhere. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Both Shauna and I, if you look at our early photos, we're just like, oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) But I like to look back on those because I was doing that stuff with, before I had a blog. And sometimes I ask myself if I didn't have Instagram, if I didn't have a blog, would I be doing this? Because you don't want to do something Mm -hmm. that's not authentic, right? You don't want to just start doing to create. You want to be creating and then sharing that process, at yeah, least for yeah. me. And yeah. so I look back and think, oh yeah, I was I was making little specialty pop tarts even before I had yeah. a blog, <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah. But anyway, so I had this camera and I started to slowly learn. And I just I was determined to learn how to use manual mode. I knew that yeah. it was important, and I heard bloggers say that all the time. Learn manual mode, and um, I. I think one of the first years in blogging, I had this like DIY mercury glass project. As we all did. Right? <laughs> right? This was probably, I don't know, 2015 or 16. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. So I, I photographed it and I was so proud of these photos. And I had this white cardboard backdrop because I had studied all these YouTube videos. Yeah. And um, I started to just get better and better. But with the white backdrop, and Instagram at the time came all the white, right? Everybody wanted mm, this overexposed, yeah. light, bright, white. And yeah. so those are the photos I was producing because I thought yeah. this is what's successful. This is what's working. And yeah. I slowly started to learn more about Lightroom and more about editing because you hear people say, oh, I would never post a photo without editing. And before you understand what that means, you're like, what is that? what, Uh, you know, (laughs) editing, how do I do that? And now I think with Lightroom mobile, it's a little bit easier. Um, but I just started to see, oh, I can do things a little bit differently. I can make this feel more interesting. And now in our design work, we do the same thing where, uh, we just did this the other day. We pulled some chairs for a dining room and I thought no one's, everybody has those chairs. No one's going to stop and go, huh, I, wow, she pulled those chairs. Hmm. And so yeah. in my photos, I wanted it to feel the same where that people stop and think, oh, oh, that's interesting. That's different. Yeah. And I still try and do that. And sometimes I catch myself kind of going in this like routine of pho- photography, mm-hmm. yeah. but um, just practicing uh, and doing things more interesting, more unique, yeah. uh, specific to your story, I think is what makes you stand out. Yeah. Well, and you have stood out because you do um, styling and photography for Martha Stewart Living, correct? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess so. So somebody <laughs> noticed who kind of knows. <laughs> um, that was a fun, definitely a fun email to get when they said, hey, would you interested, be interested in contributing? I was like, uh, uh. is this? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, is there, is that even a valid question (laughs) really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then last year, um, they took one of the pictures we took for the goats and put it on the cover of of a better homes and gardens Christmas catalog, Mm -hmm. which was a dream come true to, to, because, you know, working with magazines, they send Mm -hmm. the stylist, they send the photographer and kind of like the inspiration. So to have my styling, my photography, yeah be that was just really rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. That's and awesome. that now, so the opportunities have come that have come up for you have those sort of, has it been a balance of you pitching yourself and them coming to you? Or has it been a lot of like, you're doing your work and the opportunities have come to you? What's, what's been that balance? 
Um, definitely the opportunities have come to me, but in the past year, things have been kind of quiet. So I'm thinking, do I need a publicist or something? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't gotten reached out. Am I dried up? Um, No, I found there's seasons to that too. And I know Shauna would say that too. It's like, it seems like, oh my gosh, this week I got three or four things. And then another time it's like, it's been a few months and Mm -hmm. I haven't heard anything from anybody. So, um. Yeah. I, I think that's just, and we actually, we talked to Heather Bullard and, um, she asked, you know, she answered in the same way that the opportunities have really come to her. And it's the reason why I wanted to ask that is because we're just, we're proponents of putting your work out there, like yeah. doing good work and sharing it because people from Martha Stewart living and country living and better homes and gardens and all they're they're looking for good content to share. And if you're just doing that good work and also doing it in a way that's uniquely you, if you just continued to share the lipstick coffee cups, you probably never would have gotten any, um, any interest. So just such a testament to be authentic, share your own story and to create your, your own style. And I think that comes when, um, when people say that to me and I'm like, Oh, I, I guess, yeah, I guess maybe my work is a little bit different. Uh, I think that's when it's the most authentic, when you don't even realize that it is different or right. that it stands out. Or, yeah. Um, I was I thinking about that, that with, with sewing and cooking. My aunt was recently up here. And with sewing, I was kind of like letting her do a lot of the work. But then I found myself in the kitchen cooking, cooking, cooking. I thought, gosh, maybe, maybe it's more authentic that I like to be in the kitchen more than I like sewing. And that's okay. I don't have yeah. to mm-hmm. love sewing all the time. So I think that there's things about that in business and in life and yeah. to recognize what you love and to go with that and not force yourself to be sewing all the time because you think people want to see sewing projects or whatever it is. Yeah, totally. Man, I love listening to other people talk about their <laughs> stuff, you know, <laughs> their businesses, their journey, their lives. It's just so fascinating to me. I think, um, in a world where it's just really easy to feel like you can't and you're not allowed to do what you love, like that's a pipe dream. I just think for every one of those feelings, there's a story that says otherwise, you know, and that's mm-hmm. really cool Absolutely. to me. Absolutely. You know? I think so. I think back and I mean, I was just following blogs, reading blogs yeah. five, six years ago. It, it, it hasn't been easy. And I also don't have children, which I yeah. think helps because I'm not, uh, I, you know, I can put a lot of time into my blog, but I read this or I was listening to a podcast or something. And mm-hmm. she said, if it's not you, then who, like somebody is going to be doing mm-hmm. this. Right. Yep. So I always fall back on that. Like there's somebody that's going to be doing this. I know I can do this if I mm-hmm. persevere, if I just yep. stick through it, uh, there's ups and downs, but anybody can do it it just takes a little bit of dedication and determination Mm -hmm. yeah why not you why not yeah why not you especially if you want you know if that's what you're feeling called to do then Mm -hmm. then yeah just go for it yeah oh man I'm just so inspired I am (laughs) I really am and I don't I don't always get up in my feels you know listening but I love your story I love I, you know, and when Marion first pointed out your Instagram to me, because she knows I'm not like, I don't follow a million people kind of thing. <laughs> um, and when she first pointed it out, that, I mean, that was my first thought was, man, I just love that it doesn't look like, you know, everything else. I love that, mm-hmm. you know, I want to know more 
I tend, and I know a lot of people are this way, and I'm sure a lot of your audience is, you know, I want to know what makes you tick. I don't just need to see, you know, a pretty photo. I mean, photos are beautiful and, you know, but it's that, like you said, that connection um, that really does, um, I think, transcend a lot of trends and what's popular and what's the most, you know, sought after photography style. And so I don't know, it's that moment of connection when people feel like they're really getting a glimpse of you and reality. And like you said, what's authentic to you. And so anyway, that's just, it jazzes us up to talk about all that stuff. Sure. I think connection is really the most important thing to a brand. Uh, yeah. I teach little creative workshops in Sonoma and I teach that when we, when we're talking about branding and yeah. on the hierarchy of needs, human connection comes even before, like yep. it comes right after safety. Yep. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yep. people need connection. And if you can provide that to your audience, mm-hmm. it's going to translate really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, it, it certainly has with you. And um, I'm glad you started sharing your life on the ranch. Cause I think that's, yeah. I, I always like seeing you're one of the people that I just want to see what you're up to, what you're doing. And, and I love how it's a little different every day. Sometimes it's the goats, sometimes it's out riding, sometimes you're sharing beauty that you're seeing. Yeah. Sometimes it's interiors, sometimes it's design. And you're, I don't know if you've looked at Chloe's designs, Shauna, but Mm-mm. they're really, you would like them really okay. beautiful, clean, yeah. um, definitely have that California feel, I think yeah. to them. Um, Thank you. I will check it out. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, you would definitely like them. So anything coming up for you that you'd like to give a shout out to? I mean, I know um, you're going to be opening your store at yeah. some point in the future, but anything happening online? Um, well, we do. So we have photography presets. If anybody's interested in oh, that's in right, kind yeah. of getting that look, we do offer our presets, which I use on all my photos. How and would you describe them? Like, how are they kind of um, moody? Like, if people want X look, what would definitely a little bit moodier, a little bit richer. Um, yeah. The greens, I I really struggled to find presets that honored the greens of yeah. nature because I'm mm-hmm. outside all of the time. Yes. So uh, the greens are really specific. And then we also bring down the yellows a lot. So it's kind of this crisp, uh, not necessarily cool, but crisp and clean and then green. Um, So if you think of my, my boxwood, the white and the greens and the blacks, that's kind of the the presets. And then we, um, let's see, what else do we have? We have the shop opening up in April of the physical brick and mortar, which I'm really excited and about. And that's in and Reno? It's in Reno. If anybody's ever visiting Tahoe or anything, you got to come say hi to us. Oh, We're on the way. And then we, we also... might have to endure that hardship. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right. Um, we, we also have a creative retreat in Sonoma. Uh, we moved mm-hmm. it. It was supposed to be in October, but we moved it to the spring. So if anybody's interested, it's, it's photography based. Yeah. We really go into photography, but we also touch on branding and marketing and growing yeah. a blog. And we even get into a little bit of SEO and that type of thing. Um, and then you know, guys, we'll, and if you haven't done a creative retreat like that, like where you go to a beautiful location oh. and you're with other people, I know, especially if it's in somewhere like, you know, France or Sonoma, like it can be pricey to, to do that. But man, the, the value that it can bring to your own creative soul, the 
burst that it gives you of energy to keep going and then just the ideas and all that continue to yeah. perpetuate through your career. It's so worth it. So worth it. I agree. And I, I started offering those after going to a few. I went to Heather's in France. Yeah. Yes. Oh. And I mean, it was just magical. And definitely the connections afterwards, just the networking, mm-hmm. especially if anybody listening that's trying to grow the, their blog and their brand. Yeah. I know that without my network of blogging friends, mm-hmm. my blog would not be where it is today. So yeah. ha- starting that network early on is really helpful, I think. And we, uh, it's in Sonoma. It's at Chateau Sonoma, which is this French mm-hmm. an- antique shop. And Fun. she wines and dines us. We have a private chef that's there the entire time. And we bring a yoga instructor in. And so it's definitely <laughs> a little bit of a Fun. vacation yes. <laughs> and also some learning. And um, then the design business too. I don't know if anybody is listening that needs a designer, but yeah. <laughs> we're for hire. Yeah, that's awesome. So Chloe's another one that has her hands in a lot in a of lot. pies. Yeah, that's right. I think we'll be talking to many people that are like us. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And yep. I think that as entrepreneurs, sometimes people tell us, you're crazy for, are you, you have, you're doing a lot. And I think, I am so happy and so fulfilled in all that I'm doing. Why does yeah. it need to be a lot? Let me have a lot. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I like that. So at the end of every episode, we like to share a creative contraption, which is just some yes. tool that we use in our creative work that we just really enjoy. We reach for all the time. Um, do you have one that you can share with us, a tool that you really love using? Um, yes, I have two of them that I love. Uh, uh, I don't know it. if that's a okay. twofer. twofer. Yes. yes, it's okay. Um, of course it's okay. You guys probably have already heard of these two things, but Canva. I recently switched from InDesign and the Adobe Suite. I still use Lightroom, but Canva has been awesome because my my lead designer that's based in Sacramento, she and I can be working on design boards in tandem. Like it's fabulous yep. for communication. You can even remove the background of things, which mm-hmm. is great. I love it too. I always oh, shied because I used to shy away from those kinds of things because I'm I thought, well, I can use InDesign, I can use mm-hmm. Photoshop. Why would I well because it's way faster and really easy. And like it's you way real faster. time. Awesome. Yes. And you, it, you can save your brand colors. You can save yeah. your brand fonts. So they're just right there. It's, yeah. it's great. I really, really like Canva. And then we have all our templates there for all of our mm-hmm. design. So just increasing efficiency. Mm-hmm. And then um, we just also started using Asana, which you guys have probably mm-hmm. heard yep. of. And yep. this has been great for our design business and the blog because we can set up different teams. So we have the shop team, we have the design yeah. team, we have the blog team. So everybody on all of my teams can see if Chloe's busy today, if Chloe's on a podcast at 930, yeah. don't call her. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we can set up timelines for design clients in that in Asana as well. So we really like Asana. Yeah. yeah. So we're seeing a little bit of the organizational nerdy side of you I know, here, I like it. which is fun. Well, here's the deal. I am not like that at all. But Lori, one of the, my, she's, I call her my right hand gal. Like if I got hit by a bus, she would, she could still yeah. continue to run yeah. this. Like Chloe, Chloe Jr. Yeah, she's great. So she actually lived up here on the ranch and we met and she has since relocated back to her home state of Nebraska. She mm-hmm. runs a system. So when she started helping me, she realized I was a hot mess and, and most creatives have, uh, you know, a little struggle there with the organization. (laughs) And so she started this business. It's called lab. I'll give her a shout out lab creative co. And she sets up systems and operations for creative businesses. 
So uh-huh. I've been her guinea pig. So she cool. set up all my asanas. She sets up my account, my Google calendar. She set up our e- whole email system. I don't know how to do all that. Um, and so I was not organized until Lori got us <laughs> organized on asana. Like, you know, I love that, that you hired out your weaknesses. I yep. think that so uh, because then if you hadn't revealed that, I would have thought, Man, she organ organizing and balancing all this stuff is a strength. So by yeah. saying, nope, that's a weakness, this is how I've made it something that's a positive instead of a negative in my business is by hiring it out to someone who's really good at it. So that's yeah. just that is a, a two for creative contraption right. and a little <laughs> lesson all like wrapped up in one. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> hiring that for, uh, whether it's a VA or um, somebody that specializes in a specific something like QuickBooks or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, I think that that's been really helpful. It's taken a lot off my plate. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it was so good to just chat with you yes. and um, see Thank a little you. peek of your home also. Yeah, you've got to see. Um, I've got your print. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you can see there uh, hanging behind that basket. <laughs> I can see it. I always love when I get a little glimpse of it in your house. Um, so thanks for staying with us. If you guys want to follow Chloe, um, at, at Boxwood Avenue on Instagram and is your website boxwoodavenue.com as well? It is. We are Boxwood Avenue everywhere. Okay. Fantastic. (laughs) Well done. Yes. (laughs) Get all those usernames. Yeah. Yeah, So Google Boxwood Avenue and you're going to find Chloe and, and all of the things that she's up to. And she's just a fun one to follow on Instagram. So even if you're not doing all, you know, all the other things, you might want to give her a follow. So I appreciate you guys having me. (laughs) Thank you so much. I hope that it's helpful and you guys have a good one. It was. All right, definitely. And guys, we will see you on our next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Creative Exponent Podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like the Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com.